and welcome back to Tomb of the Giant. This is our Urban Shadows playthrough that Hannah is running, and it's about to get pretty interesting, I think. So, Hannah, if you want to go ahead and bring us back into the story and let us know what happened last time, go ahead. Yeah, so last time, basically, you guys found out that Liana has been having these visions and that Cyrus is going to be put on trial. And Benjamin had a vision that Cyrus is going to die at the trial. <laughs> and um, so you guys managed to get in. Um, Ashira got in as Mark's plus one. She's kind of in like the VIP lounge, so to speak, up in the second floor. And um, Brom and Benjamin snuck in through some invisibility that Brom is able to do. And Cyrus is handcuffed to the front of a bar of this restaurant at the Silver Stranger. And he came to in like a freezer and was escorted out to the bar. And that is where we find ourselves now. I think what happens is Ashira has this chat with Liana where Liana basically says, you know, we'll talk after. I don't want to discuss that here, like in front of people. And I think about that time is when Cyrus is, is drug out and kind of attached to the bar, so to speak, with handcuffs. So eventually after you um, are handcuffed to this bar, that man that Benjamin saw in his vision stands up on top of the bar. And he kind of like, as he stands on the bar, like the noise level in the restaurant and the, and the Silver Stranger kind of starts to die down. And he says, it's no secret why we're here today. This man, known to most of us as Reaper, has made it his personal mission to take out every last one of our kind. And he must be stopped. And he kind of turns over and he kind of looks down at Cyrus. He says, what do you have to say for yourself? What explanation do you possibly have for launching this genocide against the wolves? And I think he's he's looking up at him completely, completely unafraid. And, and he says, what I do is not genocide. What I do is pest control. You stay on your side, I won't touch you, <laughs> but you guys are... Well, let's face it, you're never satisfied with what you have, are you? So you decide to take it from us, and that's when people like me have to become involved. Wesley, this is this is me, Hannah, to you. Do you want to die? <laughs> <laughs> I just think he's playing his character. This, oh, I'm aware. I myself know. <laughs> I myself, as a player, do not want my character to die. But he is—he is not going to get up there and be apologetic about what he's been doing for the past five, six years. This is his job. This is his livelihood. He believes he this, is. Yeah. Making. This reminds he believes me of he, the Sherlock quote, which is, "Bravery is a kinder word for stupidity." Don't you think? <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. And and he like but he is he did explain about you know, he did include that part in there about, you know, if you if you stayed where you're meant to stay, yeah. I wouldn't have to be involved now, would I? But so they probably won't take it well. 
Yeah, I think these comments are kind of met with, like, snarls. Like, you see some, like, people in the restaurant kind of, like, tense up and, like, start looking like they're ready to pounce, essentially. And the guy standing on top of, like, the bar kind of, like, puts his hand out for them to calm down. And he says, This is his time to speak. This is how we do things. Even if it's infuriating. We have to figure out what started this. And he kind of like looks back over at Cyrus. And he says, why did this start? And he kind of pulls in a, pulls in a sigh. <sighs> and then he kind of, is he able to turn and look at all the others out in the, out in the restaurant part? Or is he still cuffed? He can't turn. Oh no, he's like, he only has one hand cuffed and he's actually like, it's like basically if you were like the bartender, like looking out on the restaurant, like your hand is cuffed to the bar, so you're looking out at everybody. Uh, yeah, then I think he'll turn towards this whole audience and he says, All right, you want to know? <sighs> this happened, uh, hmm. It was about, mm, a year, year and a half ago now. Uh, I was, uh, <laughs> I was actually the new guy around the circuit, and um, I had a I had a mentor of sorts named Santo. He taught me basically everything I know, and uh, at that time there was a <laughs> there was a certain wolf pack around the local area who, um, well, they of course had their allotted segments of the city, but, uh, this particular alpha, hmm, he, um, he wasn't exactly satisfied with that. So he, um, he went to the power faction and brokered a deal. The higher-ups within the power faction, one or two of them possibly corrupt, we never could figure it out, but they managed to gain an artifact. It was a necklace, if I recall correctly. The necklace granted the wearer a limited insight into their future. And with this tool in hand, the Alpha, uh, Salvatore Red-Eye, well actually, well, Red-Eye was his name. He went by, he ran a, a club in the Night District, and he uh, used this ability to uh, identify key players within the mortality structure and remove them. There began to be people snatched from off the street, places of business, whatever you want to call it. Of course, with their foresight, they could tell when and where. Local police force attempted to stop it, but more people were snatched. More <laughs> power-hungry maniac decided he wanted more and more and more, and eventually, it grew to be so bad that they had to turn to people who were, well, let's just say off the books. And that is how Santo and myself became involved, because we were pretty much the ace in the hole, and uh, we didn't fail. I remember Santo comes to me one day and explains everything, and I had been aware, but this was, this was the end of it. We were we were going to 
find him and put an end to him if we had to, and of course we knew at this point that he had... He had this ability, or something like it, because there was no other explanation for how he was picking his targets. So... We knew that if he was going to be anywhere, it would be his own club within the Night District. I believe it was known as the Eclipse. Um, and we knew he would be waiting for us. And we were absolutely right. I remember that night we came in and <laughs> at that point he was so he was so drunk on his own importance that he'd even called off his entire pack because he apparently wanted the glory of taking us both down himself. And well, see what I'm getting to here. This is uh this is my favorite part here coming up. You'll love this. <laughs> oh no. You're gonna <laughs> die. <laughs> Probably. I, yeah. uh, I might have had a thing that might have been going in tandem with this, but I don't want to interrupt his speech. I think Ashura just turns to Mark and goes, "He's going to die." <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think that. I think the reason why he's saying this is that he hopes to escape, but he also realizes that his current he hopes situation. To escape. He's handcuffed to a bar. And he says hope. He says hope. He's like. He's not completely given it up yet, you but it's stupid hope. It's okay. It's fine. The truth will set you but, free. Don't listen to them, Wesley. It's okay. <laughs> go on. But, go on, it's but fine. what he's what, what he's thinking is that if he's going to die, he is going to give them the biggest stick he can. He is going to make them so sorry. So he's going to tell them exactly how this went down. We'll see who's sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no further comment. Continue. <laughs> so we showed up and uh as I mentioned, he had called off his entire pack. They were nowhere to be seen. His bodyguards, his even even the new pups weren't anywhere around. He was he was just he was just cool as a cucumber. We come walking right in there, and he's got everything set up like it's some kind of arena. I mean, he's cleared the tables out. It's this big clear space, and there wasn't really much preamble after that. Uh, he shifted, came at us. We, uh, we did the same, went back and forth for oof, about mm, 10, 15, 20 minutes. You know, we had him, we had him pretty fair on the ropes, but uh, I'm not going to lie. This, this guy was pretty darn strong. We managed to get a few swipes in at him. We, I think we got him in the side once. I remember that. And, uh, oh yeah, the, the next part's a little bit blurry because then he, uh, he manages to pick me up and, uh, I remember this, uh, this bar had uh, something like a second floor, kind of like what we've got around here. Uh, and uh, he managed to run me straight into one of the support poles, which then uh, fell over on top of me and uh, trapped my arm, as you can see, by the, you know, and he makes a very obvious gesture towards his Lack thereof. lacking arm. <laughs> and, of course, my arm being trapped, I, I couldn't do anything as I watched my friend and my mentor attempt to go head to head and one on one, which, and here he stops, cause this is like, this actually hurts to remember. And he says, suffice to say that he gave him a run for his money, but I lost him and I had to sit there and watch it happen as that animal ripped his throat out. And then he turns towards me and he's coming at me and of course, I'm thinking this might be it, but there is one thing I have left. I've used up everything I have, except around my back I have 
one weapon left, so I recall that I had to wait until he came as close as he possibly could. He comes in for me. I pull a knife, swing it around, and, uh, oh yeah, I, uh, let's see, I, uh, I buried it in his heart, and, um, in order to, uh, actually, well, back it up a little bit, he, my arm was trapped, so when he's coming at me, I managed to, uh, break my own arm. That's a sound I won't forget, I'll tell you that. And come around with him, come around on him with a knife, and, uh, yep, yep, I buried it in his heart, and, uh, ripped it out. He, uh, he cried like a puppy, if I remember right. And, of course, his, uh, his whole entourage wasn't there. Uh, yeah, that's, um, that's pretty much what happened, and, uh, you wanted your explanation? There it is, and if I had the chance to do it again, I would, because he was a leader of nothing but a bunch of cowardly, stinking, mange-ridden mutts. <laughs> <laughs> so the answer is yes, he does want to die. He does want to die. I think he, I think he. <laughs> it's fine. You should feel bad when you kill him, Hannah. Yeah. So yeah. can I, uh, can I bring up what was going on this entire time for Ben? Yes. Yes. Please do. Okay. I just want to point out that Ashira is enjoying every single moment. Of this. <laughs> <laughs> I rehearsed the I rehearsed the speech oh, a few no. times actually before this. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, Ben's just kind of sitting there, and you know he's he's just kind of freaking out, and he's just like, you know, what am I gonna do? How, how can I help him? You know, I can't just let him die. It's not right. He's like thinking, and he's like, and he's whispering the Brahm while the speech is starting. And he's just like. Um, no one can see us, right? Maybe I could, uh, maybe I could go sneak and get the key or something and, and free him? I mean, maybe he can break out on his own. You know, there's there's a lot of them here, but it's better than being locked up. Okay. Yeah, he's saying this to Brom, yeah. seeing what Brom thinks. Um, I think Brom just kind of like, he's like, yeah, I mean, we could try and find it. I don't know where we would start. Yeah, and he's, uh, he says, uh, you know, maybe they have, I don't even know if this would happen, but maybe they have one of those, you know, does anybody object from the crowd moments? And we could uh, say that we do, but I mean, I think people would know something's going on at that point. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's how these trials work. Yeah, that wouldn't really work. So, yeah, I guess uh, let's find a key. I mean, I don't want my character to die, but I think that is exactly what he would do. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I mean, as far as last speeches go, yeah, it's pretty I mean, good. That's a good. Yeah, I know. I'm not really helping my case, am I? It did not help. Sometimes you need to speak to your target audience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, the one thing I he thought didn't of- didn't do any market research before he went on here. Yeah. I mean, the one thing I thought of including, which I ended up not because I knew it probably wouldn't work, was I thought I might challenge their alpha to like a single combat situation, but I didn't think that would work because why would they do that? Uh, yeah, why yeah. would they? Yeah, that'd be really dumb. I know, yeah. for them. So Ben is trying to see if he can find the key. Um, I'm sure there's some kind of roll you can make. Let me look at the moves here. Also, can I see from can I see from where I am? Can I see where my uh, silver case has got to? No. Who has it? Where is it? No. Ugh. Honestly, it might be investigate a place of power because this is like a a place, a place of power, of power for the the wolves, you know. So that could work. I think go ahead and roll with knight. <laughs> So you're saying that I have to roll with knight? Yes, I am saying that. Which I have a minus one on. Yep. I'm sorry. And not to out myself, but I'm trying to stop him from yes, dying. Which means so I've got another, another minus, minus one. one. 
Oh no! Oh my! <laughs> You're screwed. So a minus two. All right, let's hope for box cars. It could happen. Oh my, oh my gosh! Wow. I did it! <laughs> what? What? Oh my gosh! Oh, wait, no, no, no! I didn't. I I got an eleven. I got an eleven. On the screen it said ten, so it's actually a nine. But still, That's it so doesn't matter. Better. You still succeeded That's something. What I you were gonna roll. <laughs> Man, that would have been so cool if I'd actually rolled box cars. I, I was I was one off. I was so close. Oh boy. I'm okay, trying so to think nine. if Brom could help you. No. I don't think so, because he's an NPC. Not according to the rules. Yeah, okay. If Ashira could help, but she doesn't know what I'm doing, and she doesn't even want to help anyways. Yeah, I, I don't even have a clue what you're doing. You. There's no way I can okay. help. Okay, but a nine is Ashira so Ashira might good. do it for fun, but she doesn't know what you're doing, so. Okay. Ashira's a cold, heartless something or other. <laughs> no, I just don't care about humans. Uh-huh. Especially not this one that screwed me over before. Okay, so it Once. says on a hit, you see below the surface the reality underneath. So I think in this situation, what that is, is you think back to when you saw Cyrus um, being brought in, and you saw the guy cuff him to the bar. So you know the guy that cuffed him to the bar is the one that has the key. So you know okay. at least who to look for to try and get the key. Well, thankfully, Cyrus had a very long speech, so I might have a chance of fighting this guy. <laughs> yes, he, he did. <laughs> For once, Wesley's wordiness may have saved his life. Yes. So I'm going to attempt to try and find this guy. I don't know if that's figure someone out or something else. Yeah, I think just make like a straight mind roll, I think. Okay, at a minus one? Yes. This game doesn't have a lot of investigatory roles to help you out. I got a full 10 on that one. So yeah, I think you're pretty easily able to spot him out. He's in like the very front of the restaurant, like right by the bar. Yeah. But you can, you know, start making your way up there if you'd like. The uh, the unfortunate thing is that I'm already two rolls into this uh, and I, I got to keep doing <laughs> stuff. So Ben's just sitting there looking around the room and he says there and you know he's whispering to Brom there in the back and he says mm -hmm. it's that guy right there do you uh, do you got anything to get that key there easy or uh, do I gotta do something you know, I, I feel like I have to do something for him uh, well we are invisible so if you're good at sleight of hand maybe you could just get the key and you can hear Ben kind of groaning <laughs> he's just like I, I don't do these kinds of things I don't do these kinds of things either. I usually stay in my apartment and give people advice, but here I am. Do you have any kind of magic that could... Oh, wait, I don't really want to cause a big distraction. Never mind. I just... I don't think I could live with myself if I didn't do anything. And uh, here it goes, I guess. Oh, no. <laughs> I would just like to say You're it's been a great die. pleasure playing this character, everybody. It's been a, it's been a good <laughs> ride. This is the end. Oh boy. Everyone's gonna get killed. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh no, I'll be Ashira fine. Will be oh fine. yeah, she'll be fine. They're gonna need new characters though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so uh, Ben wants to try something, so he, he's kind of hoping that the invisibility counts for something and helps him out somehow. Okay. And he's also trying to see if Brom can think of anything else to do to help, uh, but it seems like not really. Um, I think he says... I mean, if you get it, if you give me some kind of signal, I can do 
short, uh, basically line of sight teleportation, I could get us to a different spot. Okay, that might work. You want to uh, you want to stick by me while while I do this in case it works, and then we're all together. Yeah. So we can teleport the Reaper out of there. Uh, so his line of sight, so he could teleport him to the door or something. You could teleport him to you guys, then maybe you could put him invisible. I don't know. It depends on if you can unlock him, because he can't just. Hold uh... on a second. I am. Hold caught. on a second. Hold on a second. I think Ben gets this idea on his own, and he's like, "Wait a second. What if? What if you made him invisible at the same time that I undid his cuffs?" I mean, I could try. That could work. <laughs> All right, uh, let's do that. If if I can get this key, I think we can do it. Okay. <laughs> Promise sounding like very nervous because this isn't his normal uh, thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I really wish we had luck points in this system, but yeah. Yep, nope. <laughs> no, you do not. <laughs> nope. All right, so I'm going to attempt to sneak up on this guy and steal a key. Oh. I can't wait to see how this goes. How is this yeah. going to resolve? I think this resolve. is going to be a mislead, distract, or trick roll. I think that's just okay. what makes sense. Because you're basically... I think so, yeah. Trying to do sleight of hand, and I think that's the closest we have to sleight of hand. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, Ben is going to sneak across the room and get up behind this guy and try and carefully take the key from his pocket. And now I'm going to make the roll. I really don't want my character to die. <laughs> and that's an 11! Whoa. Minus one is still a 10! Oh my god! It's a full success. Yeah. Unbelievable. I have rolled 10 and 11 three times in a row. Oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Coward for the okay, win. Okay, so you get the key. Okay. <laughs> now you gotta get over there to get him out of here. All right. So, uh, so Ben corrals Brom kind of to a corner while the speech is going on away from people, and he says, "So we sneak up to him, and when right next to him, I'll, I'll just whisper in his ear that uh, that we're gonna free him and make him invisible and teleport away." Uh, yeah. It just the more people, the shorter distance I'll be able to go with the teleportation. Oh, well, um, I guess, I mean, uh, I guess I could just run away on, on my own, by myself. Uh, without me present, your invisibility should last at least a minute or two. That should give you time, right? Or, I mean, I, I could I could give you the key and let you tell him, you know, hey, I'm going to make you invisible. And uh... Hannah's not going to let you do that. <laughs> I think he's just like... I've already defied fate at this point. I think I deserve it. <laughs> for rule of cool reasons? I don't know. I know. I think for rule I of think, cool reasons. Uh, let me think about this for a second. Is there any reason that he couldn't just take the key that it worked so hard to get and just let him free? No, there's not a reason he couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, not you, so... <laughs> That's true, yeah. Um, yeah. I think he said. But I did succeed three minus one rolls. Yeah. I think he says, listen, we'll just both go up there. I'm just telling you, we're not going to make it as far with the teleportation, but we're still going to be invisible, so it should be fine. Okay. Okay, I guess you're right. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we're going to sneak up there, and I'm just going to wait for the speech to end. And 
when the werewolf starts talking, he's just gonna whisper to Cyrus, and he's gonna be like, uh, "Don't freak out. We're we're gonna get you out of this. We're gonna turn you invisible and teleport you away." This is not like the end of his speech when he's like still talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think now, I think now the, uh, the like now the reasoning behind his really rather explosive ending, I think, is. Oh, that's yeah. right, everybody. Watch <laughs> me. Don't look. Don't look directly behind me, where there is. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Where there are two invisible people. <laughs> Still making weird movements. Letting me free. <laughs> this is not how I was expecting this to go, but it's great. Okay. <laughs> so I have a question. If I have a key and I'm invisible, do I have to roll anything? No. <laughs> no, I don't see that. There's a reason you should need <laughs> yes, to roll. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So go ahead and role play this out. How does this happen, Andrew? <laughs> so uh, like Wesley said, we you know we we probably tell him like right when his speech gets done, or maybe when he takes a pause at one point. You know, tell him that he's going to be free, and he gives this big bombastic end. Uh, how how are the werewolves reacting? Like once he finishes his speech, because I think I'm going to try to use that as cover to do all of this. So kind of like before they start getting like all riled up and they're like growling and a couple of them start to like howl and they basically just want to shred him but the alpha that's standing on the uh, bar he kind of is trying to at the moment settle them down so they can continue because they're kind of like you know they have their specific ritual way of doing things so they're mm -hmm. he's trying to proceed with that <laughs> i think that might actually be the distraction that i need then I think if he's trying to focus on just trying to calm them down and quell them, then I think Ben's just going to be like, "Okay, uh, here we go," and he's gonna he's gonna nudge Brom, and at the same time he's gonna unlock the cuffs with the key. Okay, so I think what happens is basically as soon as Brom like sees the cuffs drop like off of his wrist or like goes slack. He turns Cyrus invisible <laughs> and immediately all of the werewolves just go ballistic. <laughs> like there's just absolute pandemonium, you know? And then Brom <laughs> looks towards the back entrance that you guys flipped through and he's able to teleport all three of you to that back door. <laughs> Ashira is just sitting here watching this go on and just clapping. <laughs> and then I think she just turns to the others who are like staring at each other and, and then she just stops and puts her hands in her lap but she's still got this like big smile on her face yeah what a show um actually Ashira can you just give me like a mind roll real quick yeah I just want to say thank you Andrew I will be forever grateful to you for <laughs> nope. all time thank you so oh, much oh don't worry I'm, I'm going to be making sure that I erase my debt with your character <laughs> <laughs> you can use this to I'll wait to play that your, out in a second here with my character uh, yeah. actual tab like money tab <laughs> so I got a six Ooh. okay so what happens here is there's absolutely, like, the, the werewolves down on the first, like, the main level are going, like, absolutely crazy. And, um, suddenly, Ashir, you are, like, hit with this woman's scream that seems to happen right next to you. And... I turn and look? Yeah, you look over and you see that there is a woman standing behind Liana and she has a wooden stake in her hand that she has just put through Liana's heart. 
What? Oh, fudge your nutter. Oh, what? Oh my gosh, what? So, Liana lets out this blood-curdling scream and collapses, and the assassin behind her sprouts these fiery wings. Her eyes begin to glow red, and she jumps into the air, flies off the balcony, and out one of the windows and is gone. I don't have a chance to try to do anything? Nope, because you failed your roll. Oh. <laughs> Darn it. Can I run over to Liana and see if she's dead yet? Yeah. Is she dead yet? She's unconscious, but... I mean, she just and got there's staked. so much chaos going on right now that nobody... <laughs> Realizes what just yeah. <laughs> I mean, the fiery wings uh, and crashing through the window draws some attention, but people don't know that Liana has been stabbed. Yeah, and I think I'm just—I run over there and I'm just looking at the hole in her chest if it just went all the way through. And I just lean over her and I'm like, "Damn it! I need you. I can't have this." And I just push my hands over the hole and I try to heal her. Um, the wood wooden stake is still like in her chest. Oh, yeah, I ripped that out first. Okay. Yeah, you can go ahead and roll to heal. I don't have to. It's a fairy power. Oh, you don't have to? No. Is there... I just mark corruption when I do it. Oh. Okay. Fairy magic. When you use a fairy magic, choose one. You owe your monarch a debt or I suffer one harm. So I'm going to mark corruption. Okay. Um. So you heal her. She is still unconscious, but the bleeding from her chest has stopped. <laughs> Yeah. And I kind of turn and look to the other vampires and I go, did none of you see her coming? They're all like in a state of shock. They're like, no, she was just there. She just appeared. Help me get her somewhere safe. Yeah. And they all like bend down to like help you like pick her up. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I follow them. I'm going to follow them towards wherever they're taking her because I'm coming with. Yeah, I think Mark is following you. Like, he is like, realized this has happened okay. and is, is coming with. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna follow with. Okay. Where do they go? Um, I think they're gonna take her back to where they live, essentially, which is like an apartment complex in Solstice Heights. So they're gonna have to get like in a car and like take her there, but yeah. I come with, because I basically tell them if I need to heal her again, I'm gonna be close by. All right. Um. <laughs> Benjamin and Cyrus and Brom, what are you guys doing? Um, I'm guessing this teleportation and everything, there was no, like, his case is lost in the pandemonium somewhere, right? It's There's back no way. somewhere in the back of the restaurant. You are not going to get it right now. Not we getting have no it idea. right now. Good, good, okay. No. Yeah, we are not getting it right um, now. Then, before you guys go, I do want to say that as soon as I get in the car, I'm going to text Brom, I think, because he's the only one I care about. Huh. And say, <laughs> Vampire Queen been stabbed, healed her, going with them. See you soon. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, continue. I think that uh, when we get to the door, I I imagine that we're just running away as far as we can. We uh, we, we, we would have come in our own vehicle, right? I assume yeah, your vehicle. Yeah, you guys were in Ben's car when you drove to like the silver stranger at first and then like to the market so it's probably parked somewhere out on the street okay yeah i think we're trying to run to my car then and get out of get out of here before people start looking yeah i think you guys probably do hear like the huge crash of the window but yeah yeah i just when when considering where we go initially i thought of uh 
Brahm's spot, but I think I have a move that I can pull out uh, that might prove to be useful. Your sanctum? Okay. I believe I have a class moves. Here we go. Safe house, yes. You have a secure location that you can hole up in. Surveillance, fortified, and explosive arm. Yes. <laughs> oh boy. Cool. So that's awesome. Yes, we so, yeah, do have I that think, place. <laughs> I think uh, I think I'm going to as we're running toward the as we're running toward the car or when we get in the car. Who's driving? Am I driving? Since I know I mean, where I'm going. Car. Okay, it's Ben's car. But I mean, if you, if you want to tell me some like you know, I know a place, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that Ben would fight you on driving his car. I think uh, as we are as we are running, uh, I think he says he's just like he's he's out of breath and running. He's like, I'll never be able to repay you for that, but uh, we're not gonna last long out here. I know a place. You drive where I tell you. You got it? Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely. Uh, let, let let's get out of here. If that was me, I would have said okay, cancel my debts. I mean. I was literally about to say that. <laughs> oh, well, Yeah, he says, let's get out of here. And then he turns to Cyrus and he says, but we're even now. And he's, he's trying to get like a strong voice for once. <laughs> and, he, and he kind of, he's still running. So he's so, sort of not even looking at him. He's like waving his hand in his direction. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll so, sort it out when we're not turned to dog food. Come on. I think Brom kind of like throws his hands up in the air. And he's like, what about me? What do I get? <laughs> I put in a good word for you with my higher ups, huh? He's just a little frustrated. That's true, because it was just really his magic that got exactly. us out of it. All I did was come with the idea and steal the key. <laughs> all you did. That's all I did. And succeed. I mean, I had to succeed rolls. three times. Yeah. Miraculously, honestly. Somehow. Yeah, I had to succeed on I three rolls of minus one or more. I mean, I don't know how that happened. The dice know the story to steal something from one of our favorite podcasts. Top of the round, go check them out. All right, so I think once you guys are in the car, that's when Brom sees the text from Ashira. And he's dismissed the invisibility at this point, you know, now that they're out of danger. And he's like, guys, I think Ashira says Liana's been stabbed. Oh, uh, yeah, we we think that she's the one that that knows the words, I think. Right? What? what yeah. What, what thing? I, I'm sorry, I've been, I've been in a car trunk all day. What? And as he's driving, Ben's just like, you know, uh, uh, Liana, the uh, the leader of the vampires, we, we think she's, we found out that she's the, the, the one that would know how to open up the last uh, lock. Well, I'm going to keep far away. Um, you know, we're on nice enough terms, but mm, I'm not sure how well they would react if I were to show up. Yeah, probably not for ever. <laughs> yeah, Brom like glares ever. at you and is like, especially after that speech. You really couldn't have taken it down about five or ten notches. Hey, I thought I was going to die, all right? <sighs> Brom just huffs. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you guys want to head to the safe house, or do you want to head to where Shira is going? I was thinking safe house, but if I'm outvoted, that's okay. I think that we okay. would still go to the safe house first. Okay. I mean, at the very least, we would leave him there because he can't be seen. All right, so let's cut back to Ashira then since you guys are driving to the safe house. Um, basically, what happens is they bring Liana into their, you know, building that they own, essentially, where their coven lives, and they take her into the room of someone that they inform you is, like, 
their their healer um like their coven's doctor essentially and um the doctor kind of looks over at you i'm guessing you're actually let's backtrack for a second um she is evaluating liana the doctor and she kind of like looks at all of you and is like what what happened here and some uh, i don't know demon or something staked her i saved her because i want to talk to her yes well i don't think she's going to be awake for a long time liana is a very old powerful vampire but a stake wooden stake through the heart i'm guessing it takes a while to come back from that is there anything we can do to speed the process along i am in a bit of a hurry what do you need from her i need to talk to her about whatever whatever dream or vision or whatever has been bothering her lately it is important yeah the doctor kind of looks at you and is like like her eyes are saying like how did you know that but she doesn't like say that and she says uh yes she's been seeing me for treatment for these dreams ashura literally goes over there and grabs her by the arms and says what happened during the dreams look she wouldn't tell me specifics but ah. but you can go take a look through her room i know she kept a journal with everything in it and no one is going to try to bite me on the way there i have free reign to do that no no just i did save that just go <laughs> okay and she turns around and goes okay <laughs> all right uh, so I think one of the younger vampires that is like um, with the group, he um, kind of takes you over to like this elevator and takes you up to the penthouse, essentially. That is where Liana lives, obviously. Living the high life. Mm. Um, so he lets you into the penthouse and he just waits by the door. You're kind of surprised at like what her room looks like because like when you think vampire room, it, you'd kind of guess like dark like no sunlight like that kind of thing um, but this is like a nice bright like very modern like loft penthouse like type apartment and there are like plants everywhere like she has so many plants you almost like can't see the walls and you can tell like every single one of these plants is meticulously taken care of and you see because it's one of those apartments like it's a loft style so there's not really like rooms i don't know if i'm using the right words there um a studio apartment yeah no, i get what you're saying so you see like two doors but within like the main area all you see is plants <laughs> okay so i kind of take just a moment when i get in the door and look around and kind of smile at all the plants because i like plants yeah <laughs> And I just go, nice digs for the queen of the night. Let's see if she has this journal somewhere. And I start to wander over to a bed or desk or wherever I think the closest place I'll find a journal is. Yeah. Um, so there are two doors in this apartment. One door goes into like a bathroom and the other door goes into like what is supposed to be like a walk-in closet. 
but she is like completely sealed off to be like dark and that's where she sleeps. <laughs> that sounds like where I'd like to sleep because I hate light. <laughs> um, but you don't necessarily see like a desk. You see like a bed and there's a mirror on the wall, um, but she doesn't really have anything that you can see. But I want you to go ahead and roll mind as you enter this bedroom. So I start looking around for stuff and I for something and I, I don't see it immediately and I just wander over to the mirror and I go, mirror, mirror on the wall, where would the vampire queen keep a book? <laughs> <laughs> I suck at mind rolls. I got another six. I mean, you okay. You have no idea. I'm going to go, I'm going to give you a plus to this because you're looking specifically in the mirror as you say this. So Okay. You're looking in the mirror and you realize as you're talking out loud, your reflection isn't moving. Whoa, that's creepy. <laughs> yeah, I think I lean over and I look at it and I go, um, and she just kind of shrugs and, and goes, hello there. Your reflection waves at you. I wave back. Uh, Can you talk? The reflection in the mirror kind of steps off and disappears and then comes back and is holding a succulent and like a red vase and points at it. Okay, um, I'll go find it. So I go and I wander around until I find a succulent and a red vase. Okay. Um, I kind of want to make you roll mind, but also like you're a fae, so I feel like you have an affinity with plants and you would be able to find it pretty easily. You know what I mean? Like. I feel like this isn't something I need to roll because I'm going to find it eventually. There can't be that many plants. There's a lot of plants, but okay. Even if it takes me a while. Yeah, there's a finite number. I'm going to find it. Okay, so you search and you find this succulent. Now what do you do? I go back to the mirror with it and hold it up. <laughs> I I found it just holding the succulent. Okay. And um, you, you see your reflection kind of like smile and nod and the reflection like moves to actually be your reflection. And once it matches you, the mirror clicks and like pops out from the wall. Oh, well, I guess mirror, mirror on the wall behind the mirror. What? So I wait till the mirror gets out of the way and I walk back behind the wall. It's not like a walkway. It's just that the mirror kind of like uh, moves to the side and there's like a secret compartment into the wall. So it's like, Oh, it's like a compartment. Oh, then I, I look in the compartment. <laughs> there's a journal in the compartment. <laughs> I grab it and I start reading it. Okay. So you look through this journal and at first, like half of it is just like a normal diary journal type thing, basically keeping track of her interactions with people, how her coven's doing, like new, you know, people that are coming into the coven. Um, and then you see her writing a lot about how there's been an increased number of people changing. Like there's so many new vampires that they're having a hard time finding them all and things are a little bit chaotic. And then after that, you start seeing like sketches and the sketches look familiar to you. They look kind of like what you saw in your dream. It's this other world that you saw in your dream. That's kind of like the purple grass and the tall trees and things like that. All across these sketches, you see this phrase written over and over again. And it just says, 
can unlock the star. Can unlock the star. So the waters are the key to open the tomb. Only the giant can unlock the star? I believe there is a Nazca Lines formation known as the star, if I recall correctly. There is. That's what I was about to look. Yeah, looking at the map that Hannah gave us, there is an Estrella star, uh, Nazca Line. Huh, isn't that something? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> really. <laughs> huh. oh. It's almost like that was planned. It's almost like it's connected <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah, so I think I sit there and I go, can unlock the star. Well, that's got to be the key phrase. The waters are the key to open the giant's tomb. Only the giant can unlock the star. Only the giant. The waters are the key. What waters? Waters, waters. The well, perhaps? I don't really know. What waters? We are in a desert. The volcanoes? And she's just like sitting there puzzling over it. And I think eventually she's like, closes the book with a thump and then puts it back inside the cubby and then closes the mirror and then waves at the mirror and says, thank you, my friend. And your reflection like bows back at you. <laughs> so with that, yeah, I think I just, uh, I go back out and I thank the young vampire for helping guard the door, I guess, I don't know. He's just keeping an eye on you, yeah. <laughs> And then I'm going to make my way back as fast as possible. I text Brom. I got the last code. It's what the code is. Yeah. To unlock the star. And then I text Mark. And hey, I got the code. It's to unlock the star. Because I'm worried now. People are trying to take out people who know this information. I am mildly worried that now that I know the whole phrase, <laughs> I might be in danger. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that something? And then I kind of stop after I finish texting that. I'm kind of like walking along the way. And I pull up my phone and I bring up the Reaper's information and I say, and I text, you might want to go check up on your friend if people are taking out people who know this. He might be in danger. Your roommate. Cristiano. Cristiano, yeah. You might want to go check up on Cristiano. And then I text an address to Ben. Yeah, what kind of address? Because I want to come... Because I want him to come pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what does everybody do with that new information that Ashir has passed on? I wait inside the vampire stronghold so no one tries to murder me while I wait for Ben to pick me up. <laughs> okay, uh, can I can I describe a little bit about what this safe house actually is that we have holed up in? I would love to see that or hear about it. Uh, I think that uh, Cyrus would have made this safe house in the heart of the mortality faction. Like there's a downtown, you know, the, so surrounded by people, you know, there's, there's, there's people normally, it's a very busy area, but I'd like to think that there are some buildings like office buildings that are, you know, interspersed that are a little run down or they're closed down or they were meant to be something else and never got built, you know, things like that. And I think one of these buildings, very nondescript, there's there's nothing about it to say that it has anything going on. And he leads them inside and he he leads them into like a like a storage room and under um there's a, there's a, like a big filing cabinet there against the wall. He moves the cabinet and underneath, uh, I think there's going to be a trapdoor because trapdoors are awesome, and every everyone needs to have one somewhere. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
so yeah, he leads them down, and it, um, it's like this ladder down, and he leads them along this short, uh, short hallway, and then it, he opens a door, and there's this like big kind kind of a low ceiling but long room or just or just wide you know it's the space of the building and this is one room within it so it can be pretty big and there's a there's like a electrical generator right there and then he turns on the lights there is electricity down here and what you see i think is this is his this is his principal bolt hole this is where he goes when when he's really under hot water which Let's face it. Uh, yeah, he pretty much he pretty He's much never just been divided. under hotter water. I will say. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep. And uh, yeah. So uh, in order to uh, in order to open the door, he has to enter the. There, there's a keypad. He enters the key code, and then behind he he walks up to this bank of of uh, monitors, and he he boots it up, and he actually he basically arms the whole place. It's I mean it's it's four. We're talking. Like steel doors are down, and he's got enough explosives in here to take out a small army. <laughs> and one thing that you can retcon this, Hannah, if you like, <laughs> but he's currently he's currently weaponless. His principal weapon case is gone. Yep. So I'd like to think that in the case that he ever lost them, he had one duplicate set made, one that he has kept here for just this kind of situation. Case, weapons, all there. I think it's probably not a full set, maybe like a half set. Okay. Just like a backup set. But yes, that's okay. fine. <laughs> so let's just say that he's, um, let's just say that the giant cleaver he had that he was wearing before, they took that and that's gone and there is no replacement for that. His other weapons, he has. Whatever happens, I think is what Hannah's saying. Yeah, well, they took the case. Like you had the case with you. Well, yeah, but I'm thinking like replacement weapon wise, but like, well, we'll figure it out. It's fine. <laughs> we'll figure it out later. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. Uh, anyway, yeah, he he leads them in, and do they have a what? What is their reaction to to seeing his principal bolt hole? It's pretty well, you know, pretty well stocked up. Brahm's not impressed. I think Ben's just like, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Ben's I'm just Mr. staring around, and he's like, wow, that's uh, quite the place you have here, I guess. Well, was actually <laughs> was actually my friends, uh, but uh, uh, I am, as you could say, sole proprietor at this point. Seems like just the kind of place that I would need to hide from everything. Hmm. And then I, I think. Are you trying to move in? <laughs> no. Yes. I think that he's just trying to show that he appreciates the uh, the security of this place. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he gets it. I think. Um, I think uh, Cyrus is looking at Ben, and he kind of, he kind of pauses, and then he, he walks up to him. He, he's looking him right in the face, and he, he kind of cracks a small, smile, and he says, "Look, um, I, I know I haven't uh, <laughs> treated you quite well during our uh, professional relationship, but um, I gotta say, what you did back there—that was, um, that was." Good, and he and he's like he he stops and he's just like he takes out his uh he takes out the notebook where he's been writing everything down like okay he owes me this 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 and then he uh Ben will see him he opens the book he he takes the page that he's been keeping track of this and he just crumples it in his fist and he says your debt's paid up we're even dang <sighs> wow uh <laughs> thanks uh, I was. 
I was happy to help. I couldn't just let you die after seeing you die. And he doesn't even know that, so he's like... I don't think he knew about that? He, he, he looks at him kind of weird. He's like, wait, what? And Ben just realizes what he said, and he's just like, um, nothing. Uh, don't worry about that. Uh-huh. I think in the background while this is taking place, Brom is just standing there, like, staring up the ceiling, like, with his hands, like, on his hips, like... And he just makes this, like, vague, like, exasperated gesture with his hands, because, like... <laughs> Ben is getting all this credit, and he's the one that did all the magic. Which, which, <laughs> which he realizes, Cyrus realizes that this guy is not a wizard and does recognize that the teleportation came from him. So then after, you know, after he's done this, he's going to walk up to Brahm and he says, you know, I'm not, I'm not normally a fan of uh, wizard folk, but um, I'll, uh, I'll circulate your name around some of my contacts, perhaps... We could work some arrangements out for future because uh, I know I wouldn't have gotten out of there without you either, so. I think he just waves his hand and is like, yeah, yeah, just don't worry about it. I think that's when you all get like your respective texts from Ashira. Like the text to Ben with just an address. (laughs) The text to Cyrus with you need to look out for Cristiano because people who know things are dying. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I think we're all just looking at them, and he and and Cyrus is like his eyes get huge, and he's like, "Yeah, I sh- I sh- if, if this is happening now, that yeah, he kn- he knows something that could put him in danger." I told him to, I told him to call me if anything happened, and he's looking, you know, he's scrolling his phone, he's not seeing any calls, and he's starting to get nervous. And I think we'll have to see what they do with the information from Ashera next time. <laughs> uh, oh man. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs>